theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. I want to preach this thought to you. Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? I was in prayer yesterday and uh, working on our Made for More devotion. And uh, we're going to be publishing that here soon. I want everybody to participate. If you don't know, the first 40 days of the year, we devote to prayer and fasting. Uh, And so not only prayer and fasting, but strategic acts of giving. And so we want you to participate. Uh, You're going to be challenged. And I was moved. It's going to be a little different in tone. I walk you through several biblical models of prayer. So if you've never prayed through the tabernacle, you're going to have an opportunity to do so. Also, something that I pray almost daily is what many refer to as the Lord's Prayer. Uh, And I was praying that yesterday, taking my time, and I just was lost in the presence of the Lord. I was, I, I was gone. I was gone, man. Before I knew it, almost two hours had gone by uh, as I was enjoying the Lord. And the Lord challenged me at one point, and we, I began to rejoice and worship. He asked me, whose report will you believe? And I choose to believe the report of the Lord. Father, we love you all throughout this place, not only in this building where we are gathered, but in every home that is watching, every vehicle, uh, every bedroom, oh Lord God, whatever the scenario, whether they're watching here in the greater Toronto area, Canada, North America, I am praying right now in the name of Jesus. I release the gift of faith, oh Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would confirm your word with signs and wonders following. I release and I pray that you dispatch your ministering angels, God, to minister to your people, O Lord. We trust you for this, God. I believe you for it, and I declare the supernatural will happen in this place. We believe it in Jesus' name, and somebody said amen as you give God praise. Hallelujah. We magnify you, Lord. We celebrate you. You are good, and you're worthy of our praise. Praise God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If you're standing at home and I'm talking to these that are with us here today, I believe Princess, you know, why don't you just stick around? Praise God. Everybody else can go, but why don't you play a little bit here too for just a moment? Praise God. I just feel like I need a minstrel to help me tap into what God is doing. But I just want to start off right out of the gate by saying, you get what, let, oh, wow, wow, wow. Praise God. Just see how that happens. The Lord's already giving me some stuff. But you know what? You get what you declare. You get what you declare. You need some, I was listening to my former pastor, uh, Pastor Anthony Ballestero this morning and uh, as I was getting ready and he said that that just blessed me because uh, it reminded me, as a matter of fact, you know what he said? He said, you need some declarations in your life, some everyday go-to declarations. And I began to think about what those go-to declarations are in my life. And I begin to declare those things. I want you to know that you get what you say. I'm not talking about blabbing it and grabbing it, but what I am saying is when you get in alignment with the Word of God and you speak the Word of God over your situation, exercising your faith, you will watch it come to pass. And we have received numerous testimonies. The reason why I'm starting off this way is because I want you right out of the gate 
to tap into what God is doing. We received numerous testimonies from people last week almost a dozen who said pastor we have received supernatural increase the bank account we didn't know where it was coming from and all of a sudden God showed up uh, we shared with you what happened with Ruth I could go down the list of financial miracle after financial miracle or provision God is moving we are on supernatural soil and I'm telling you despite what you're facing the enemy might be trying to press against you and tell you otherwise but you better straighten up your back with the power of the Holy Ghost and open up your mouth and declare what God said about you. Declare what God said about your family. Declare the promises that God gave you. You will not continue to walk in this depression. You will not continue to walk in this heartache. Though the enemy might be coming in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I'm telling you, his name is a strong tower and the righteous that run in are safe. You are safe in the presence of God. Declare his promise and watch it come to pass in your life. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I believe it. I believe with all my heart. One thing I want to say really quickly before we, I begin to preach, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I do want to remind everybody of just how important it is that we connect with one another during this season. I'll share a story with you really quickly. During the reign of Queen Victoria, a London doctor visited a 72-year-old lady named Martha Vincent. Martha had been abandoned and lived in dire poverty. No food, no warmth, no loved ones to keep her warm. The doctor asked if she had any family or friends who could help or care for her, and the woman said no. Then she quickly corrected herself. She said, well, there might be one friend who would. But Martha was convinced her friend had forgotten her. When asked who the friend was, Martha said, she's the queen. The doctor wrote to the queen, not sure that he believed Martha. And a few days later, a letter arrived from the queen. The story was indeed true. Martha Vincent was telling the truth. And the queen hadn't forgotten her friend. Inside of that letter was enough money for her friend to live in peace for the rest of her life as a friend to the queen. Having friends like this is important. Being a friend like this is equally important. I want you to know if you're a part of the EC family, you have friends like that here. We love you, we care for you, and we want everyone to connect here at EC. Don't just make, see there's a difference. Don't just make contact, but connect. We want to connect with you. Praise God. I'm also thankful that we have a friend in Jesus Christ who is greater than any friend on earth. Praise God. Allow me to read this in your hearing the, from the book of Isaiah chapter 38 and verse 6. Isaiah 38 and 6. We're still learning. I also want to give a quick shout out to all of our media team and essential team that's helping us pull this off. We are growing each week incrementally continue to hang in there be patient with us we're going to continue to try to improve enhance what we're doing and so we're working diligently toward that isaiah 38 and 6 O lord by these things men live and in all these things is the life of my spirit so you will restore me and make me live again as i mentioned i want to preach whose report will you believe let me just say that the prayer that I just shared with you was a prayer that was offered unto the Lord 2,700 years ago. 
it was a simple prayer. You're good, princess. Just don't leave. Praise God. I know you're going to have to work like daddy, so maybe I'll get you some ice cream afterwards. Praise the Lord. Okay, okay. Something, something. I don't know. We're going to figure out what it is. She's like, I'm not 10. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But whatever it is, we'll make it happen. Praise the Lord. I'll stop before I get in more trouble. My kids are already like, Dad, just don't bring us up. Just preach and teach. And so I can't help it. Praise God. <laughs> we'll make it. I'm not going to say anything about Lincoln, though I just did, but I'm not. All right, so moving on. Uh, this prayer that was, <laughs> I just couldn't help it. Uh, this prayer, Andrew, you should be glad, praise God, that you're not mine. Um, but this prayer that I just read uh, was a prayer offered unto the Lord 2,700 years ago. It was simple. Please, God, don't let me die. The man who offered this prayer was a king of Judah named Hezekiah. Of all the kings who reigned after David and Solomon, more space in scripture is actually devoted to Hezekiah than any other king. In fact, the entire story of Hezekiah's sickness and recovery is found in three different places in scripture. In those days, Isaiah said Hezekiah had become very sick to the point of death. Hezekiah faced Four crises, all at one time. The first crisis he faced was the crisis of choice. Standing against the majority of public opinion and choosing God over the gods of the people. The second is the crisis of invasion. In those very days, the massive Assyrian army had attacked Judah's capital city of Jerusalem. When Hezekiah grew sick, the enemy was also camped outside the walls. The third crisis is the crisis of prosperity. Hezekiah was at this time extremely and notably wealthy. And wealth also brought additional stressors. Somebody's like, well, stress me. Praise God, stress me. The fourth thing is the crisis of sickness and impending death. He grew very sick and was to the point of death. These four crises were facing Hezekiah all at one time. I don't know about you, but if you live long enough, you will find yourself at a place where you have one of those days. One of those days when it rains, it pours. When bad news comes at you from every conceivable angle, when it seems all the forces in heaven and earth are against you. Hezekiah was at this place and to add insult to injury, the prophet of God, Isaiah, came and said, man, you better get your house in order. You will not live, you will die. No hope, no chance, no remedy, no cure. Crisis within, crisis without. What are you going to do, Hezekiah? What do you do when your world is up against you? What do you do when the pressures of life are caving in? What do you do when you find trouble in the north, south, east, and west? What do you do when you don't know where to go? What do you do when you tried your mom and your dad and they're not there? What do you do when Visa and MasterCard can't help you? What do you do when you find yourself facing a diagnosis that the doctor gave you that you weren't expecting? in 2020 what do you do when trouble is around you at every side what do you do when you're losing loved ones you're losing jobs then you're stressed to the tilt i'll tell you what you do you do exactly what
what Hezekiah did. The Bible says in Isaiah 38 and 2 that Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Praise God. The first thing you do is pray. As a matter of fact, oftentimes we find ourselves in trouble because prayer can oftentimes be our last resort. But at Extraordinary Church, prayer is not our last resort. Prayer is our first course of action. Can I encourage you? Pray first and watch God move. I know trouble might be there, but we serve a God who is bigger than trouble. We serve a God who's bigger than COVID-19. We serve a God who is able. If you would pray and seek his face, hide yourself under the shadow of his wings. Let him renew you and restore you. He'll tell you, I'll keep you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm with you. Oh, if you'll pray, if you'll pray, if you'll pray, I need you to look at your family members. Tell them to pray. If you're by yourself, talk to yourself and say, self, we're going to pray because when you pray, something will happen. See, Hezekiah turned from the report he received. He turned from the crisis on every hand and he turned to God and began to pray. That's what really prayer is. Prayer is turning away from all else and turning to God. See, the king could have felt sorry for himself. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody this afternoon. He could have grown bitter with God. He could have lashed out at everyone around him saying, it's not fair. It's not my fault. It's their fault. They said that. They trapped me. They did this. But instead, he chose to turn to God. The king was wealthy. He could have called for better doctors. He could have gotten a second, third, fourth, or fifth opinion. He could have ordered cures from near and far, but yet he chose to turn to God. Can I tell you, he turned to a blank wall and prayed, God, remember me. It doesn't matter if the king of Babylon knows who I am. I need the king of kings to know me, remember me. I'm preaching to some people who may have been hurt in the past. You might be dealing with emotional, physical, or spiritual hurts right now. And if we're keeping it real, I've never met somebody that hasn't experienced some type of wound just by living. We are wounded pilgrims in this life. Some wear their hurts on their sleeves, others internalize them, but yet we are all wounded. However, Hezekiah found the great physician. That's what we need. We need the great physician. The one who is able to heal a broken arm and a broken heart. The one who is able to heal a headache and cancer. We need the great physician who can heal COVID-19 and can also heal your life from broken pieces. I'm telling you, we serve a God who is able if you would just decide to seek his face. It tells us in Isaiah 38 and 6, Oh Lord, by these things men live. And in all these things is the life of my spirit. So you will restore me and make me live. Oh, we need to pray. We need to pray in this season. We need to pray. If there's ever been a time where I don't know about you, but you need to purpose to pray. It's not just enough to want to pray. You need to be intentional about praying. You need to be intentional about praying right now. As a matter of fact, you know what I have found in my prayer life and how the intimacy in my relationship with God has transformed? It's because not only have I prayed, but I purposed to seek his face. 
I purpose to entertain his presence. I want you to begin to play something, princess. I purpose to begin to minister to the Lord. I'm telling you right now, I'm encouraging you. Go from just being entertained to entertaining him. Put everybody else to the side, if you will, and worry about dinner in just a few moments. But just for a moment, would you lift your hands and begin to worship him? Would you just allow everything else to dissipate? Would you just begin to focus on him? Would you just be real with God and say, God, I need you in this hour. I I need you in this moment. I need you to show up in my life. I feel like the walls are coming in all around me. If you would just open up your mouth and call on the name of Jesus, he'll be there with you. I'm speaking to you and telling you by faith, God wants to minister to you. If you would just seek him first. Come on, that's it and bless him. Come on, that's it and worship him. Come on, that's it and give him thanks. Come on and tell him you love him. Tell him you need him. Tell him you got to have him. Come on, that's it. He is the way maker. He is the miracle worker. Praise God. And he's here today. I'm telling you, a prayer meeting just by yourself with your family can fix a whole lot of things. God can fill you with his spirit. God can renew you in his spirit. God can fix the brokenness in your family. God can bring your child back home. God can restore your marriage if you would pray and let him be the center Pray, pray, mama, if you're the only one who's by yourself, pray. Dad, if you got to straighten up your backbone and begin to pray, pray. Young people, your parents might not be living for God, and they might be pulling an okey-doke. Let them pull an okey-doke, but you pray. Come on and bless him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to him. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Turn to him. Turn to him. Turn to him. Woo. Woo. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel him calling. If we would seek him. Come on, if we would seek him. Oh, in the name of Jesus, pursue him. Pursue him. Pursue him. Pursue him. Pursue him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worthy Jesus. praise God you know what I want you to hear me and why prayer is so important in this season because oh God there's a shift taking place the Lord reminded me of something today that is quite profound I've I've listened to just a handful of of, of different pastors preachers throughout uh, Christianity all over the world and another one today I listened to someone who was preaching and it was actually a message he preached in in March and it just happened to show up in my recommended feed. I said, I'll just watch the first five minutes of it, listen to it. And what he was saying is this. He said, I was preaching and right, this is right when COVID-19 just hit. And uh, I guess he had preached something faith-filled and brand new start of the year, blah, blah, blah. People were fired up. And so somebody came up to him and said, "Uh, Pastor, uh, Bishop, do you remember uh, what you preached beginning of the new year? And he was like, uh, I guess vaguely, or some type of recollection. And uh, he said, well, it's very specific. You mentioned God had given you uh, four specific things pertaining to 2020. And uh, he said, man, I, uh, I have to go back and look at my notes to see exactly what I felt like God spoke to me. And, uh, and he said, well, I wrote them down, so I can tell you right now. And the bishop was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he said, well, let, let, let me see, let me see. 
And uh, the first thing the Lord spoke to this man of God, who I know uh, hadn't listened to him preaching several years, but no, but that's not the point. The first thing he spoke to him was that 2020 would be a year of shifting. Praise God. Did I not tell you what the Lord spoke to me in the latter part of 2019? That this would be the year of the shift. I'm telling you right now, let me help you out. I'm in the Holy Ghost prophesying as God is giving it to me right now. Here is how you'll transition from the shift from one point, from point A to point B. It's prayer. Prayer is going to help you successfully navigate this transition. I'm telling you right now, many of you are about to walk into financial blessing, not just financial blessing, supernatural increase, divine health, divine wealth, divine wisdom is getting ready to happen in your life. But the way that you're going to get there, and let me just push pause, it's not for you, it's for the kingdom. So that we can advance the kingdom in this day because his return is coming soon. I'm telling you, we will reach thousands, but we will ready ourselves by being a people that know how to pray, being led of his spirit, being powered by his spirit, calling on the name of Jesus, watching the dead raise, watching deaf ears unstopped, watching blind eyes now see, watching the sick recover. God will use us because we know how to pray. If you believe that, clap your hands unto the Lord. Some of us got to turn ourselves to the wall and pray. Some of us have got to turn ourselves to the wall and say, God, remember me. That's what the man of God said. Now let me just move on here. What I want you to understand, my second point is, faith is the power of prayer. Faith is the power of prayer. Hezekiah prayed because he believed God was the source of life. <laughs> he believed God would heal him. He believed God would answer that prayer. See, this is why when doctors are faced with impossible situations, they would oftentimes, this was in times past, they would prescribe that sick people would be taken to either the mountains or the seaside because it was in their thoughts of practicing medicine that perhaps the majesty or the grandeur of the mountains or the limitless horizon of the sea would draw the sickness from them. That the sheer immensity of the surroundings would cure them. When Hezekiah turned his face to God and cried out to him, he was crying to the vastness and greatness of an immensely powerful God. The God who loves, the God who cares, the God who hears, the God who provides, the God who saves, the God who delivers, and the God who heals. See, believing that God is the source of life and the one who can recover is more than clutching the final straw. It is clutching the only solution. God is the source of all things. Praise God. God heals as a direct result of somebody saying, I believe you can. Oh, you need to say that's me. <laughs> I believe you can. I could walk you through scripture after scripture after scripture. You know what? People would say, oh, my daughter is dead. You know, she's sick. Or you know what? Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me. You, I could go down the list on every miracle. Jesus said, according to your faith. The lepers, oh, by your faith, you'll be made whole. 
Can I tell you it is your faith? I'm telling you right now it is your faith. If you believe God is able to heal, God is able to heal. He will show himself strong in your life. Now let me just bless you right now. It's got nothing to do with your ability. It's got nothing to do with your behavior. You need to get over the you need to get over yourself. I'm encouraging someone today. Pride is the answer. Pride is the problem, I should say. Pride is the reason why perhaps some of you have not been healed because you're too full of self. But if you would get over yourself and get down on your knees and lift your hands and say, God, I'm not the answer. Humanity is not the answer. Medicine is not the answer. You are the answer. Heal me, Jesus. He'll do it in your life. I'm trying to tell you, all you have to have is the faith the size of a mustard seed. And he's given you a measure of faith. It's time you exercise it. Come on and praise him. Exercise your faith by praising him. Exercise your faith by thanking him. If he's healed you before, thank him for healing you before. If you know he's able to do it today, thank him in advance for healing you today. Somebody bless him. Somebody exercise some faith and say if he did it before, he can do it again. Praise God. I believe it. We serve a God who's able to heal. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Nothing is too small for him and nothing is too big for him. He can take care of your headache. He can take care of your bank account. He can take care of your marriage. He can take care of your child. He can take care of your body. I remember, I thought about this. We were there, baby, you remember we were in Florida. Mia, we had, we had just moved to Florida. Mia was, I don't know, maybe nine, 10, and severe respiratory challenges. Something, some type of reaction that she had had, her lungs had closed up and, and she was having a tough time breathing. Lincoln wasn't with us. We had somebody watching him. We were in the hospital, <clears throat> and we were there waiting. Matter of fact, I don't know if we've ever told you this, Mia, and might have, but it was just a testimony to what God has done. I can remember the doctors telling us one time they thought, well, her oxygen is so low, there's brain damage. They said, you just need to be ready, brain damage. And I was like, what? I was like, I don't receive that. I don't receive that. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Matter of fact, the lights were off in the hotel, I mean the hospital room, and uh, I just got down on my knees right there in the hospital room. I lifted my hands, and I began to cry out to God, and I began to intercede on behalf of my daughter. I can remember we might, I must have been making some commotion because I do remember somebody walking in asking if we needed to see a pastor or see a clergyman of some type of faith. And my wife was like, no, my, we knew who to get a hold of. And my husband, I was praying right there, tears streaming down my face, hands lifted. And I'm here to tell you right now, this young lady has absolutely no brain damage. She's healthy. God is moving in her life. She hasn't had another episode since then. Why? Because I turned my face to the wall and said, God, remember your servant. Remember my offspring and heal like you said you would. He's a God that's able to do so. If you would turn yourself to your wall, no matter what you feel like your back is up against, and cry out to our God who is able because he's able to heal. He won't let you down. He won't disappoint you. He can do anything but fail. Praise God. Come on and give him praise. 
My God, I feel that in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to prophesy to you there's purpose on your life. Your dilemma will not destroy you. Your predicament is not a problem. I'm telling you it's a setup. God is going to use you if you would turn your face to him and call on him. Praise God. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. Uh, this is going to sound crazy. I want you to, how much all to extend your hands to me? You know what the Lord's telling me? There is more purpose in you. I feel it. It's more than just playing. It's more than just singing. That purpose is a destiny that God wants to use for his glory. You just need to trust him. I want you to lift your hands in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. She's saturated in your holy purpose, God. You brought her, you brought her for such a time as this, Lord. But there's more in her, oh God. I come against the limitations. I come against the negativity. I come against the criticism I come against the self-doubt and I pray in the name of Jesus that she will come into alignment and a holy obedience to what you have for her unlock the key oh Lord God unlock the door in the name of Jesus I'm calling it forth in Jesus name gifting come forth potential be realized destiny be changed Come on in the name of Jesus. Everybody that's watching, I'm telling you right now, mom and dad, you need to hear me. You need to begin to pray over your kids. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. You need to begin to pray. If your kids aren't with you, you need to begin to pray for your kids. Mom, dad, lay your hands on your kids. If they're not with you, call on them in the name of the Lord. Pray for them in the name of Jesus. There's purpose in their life. There's gifting in their life. God wants to use them. Pray. Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. My God, there's purpose in our young people. There's purpose in our young adults. God wants to use you in this season. I believe. Woo. Come on, somebody's got to have the faith to pray. Somebody's got to have the faith to pray for a job. Somebody's got to have the faith to pray for their family. Somebody's got to have the faith to pray for their marriage. Somebody's got to have the faith to pray that God would do the impossible, that which he specializes in. Does God heal? Yes! Come on and pray. Praise God. Whew. Sure, I know everybody. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know Hezekiah. Everybody has a lifespan. I know it's appointed under man the time to die. I know that people are going to pass from this life. Yes, I realize that the world we come or the world to come is going to be a whole lot better than the one in which we live. Yes, I realize that God can heal either therapeutically or miraculously. But the truth is God heals. He recovers people from their fallen state. This is why two apostles, Simon and Peter, excuse me, Simon, Peter, and John said, you know what? They're outside the gate called beautiful and said, hey, man, silver and gold I don't have. You can read it in the book of Acts. But such as I do have, I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise and walk. Faith is the power of prayer. Hezekiah prayed. God heard his prayer. Woo. God. And spoke to Isaiah. God have mercy. 
Who you understand what I'm saying? Isaiah came in and said, you're dead. You're done. Get your house in order. The man of God said, Hezekiah said, God, remember me. Remember me how I honored your truths and have loved your truths and walked in them. Isaiah couldn't even get out the temple courts. God said, go back. Tell him, thus says the Lord. I've just added 15 years to your life. Praise God. I'm telling you, God is a God who hears your prayers. Look at what he says, Isaiah 38 and 5. Go and tell Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father. I have heard whoo, your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to your days 15 years. I will deliver you. Watch this. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city. Praise God. In other words, God responds to faith. Notice Hezekiah. He had lesser needs and greater needs. He was sick. His people were in jeopardy. God told Hezekiah, I will deliver you and your city. I will heal you and I'll spare these people. God healed the sickness to cause Hezekiah, hear me, to have greater faith for the greater miracle, the deliverance over the powerful Assyrian army. This is the way God works. He gives you one miracle to build your faith for another miracle. What am I trying to get you to understand? You want to know why? Why did God do the financial miracle in your life? To give you faith for a greater miracle. Why did God heal you? To give you faith for a greater miracle. God did not say, oh, well, that's cute. I'm done. No, no, no. I want you to know what God is able to do will blow your mind. I'm telling you right now, you stop thinking small and stop offending God with these small thoughts and realize that you can't, you nor I can even scratch the surface of what he wants to do. Not only does God wants to heal your marriage, he could use it to be a model to somebody else and give you a ministry that would change the world. Not only does God want to bless you financially, but he wants to not only to cancel every debt, but he wants to empower you to be a conduit so that, so that we can build educational systems, that we can raise up children and young people so that they can call on the name of Jesus, so that we can have our own hospitals, so that we can have our own centers and community centers, so that we can have them in this day because his return is very soon. God wants to do it and he wants to use you. Praise God. Praise God. God responds to faith. God responds to faith. I want to close. I'm going to close. I just, I just feel it. Praise God. See, Jesus said a grain of faith. He said a grain of faith can move a mountain. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. I want you, if you're at home watching, this is interactive church. I want you to get that oil. Praise God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. 
there's a transition there's an impartation that's fixing to happen for everybody that's about to participate in this praise God the Bible says Isaiah 53 and 5 he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed you can be healed through faith in Jesus Christ you can be healed through what Jesus Christ accomplished for you and I he paid the price for our healing he paid the price for our salvation and he paid it in full it's done it's settled the healing is there he endured Calvary that you and I might be healed now the healing we're about to pray for we're on supernatural soil praise God I'm prophesying and declaring by faith that the reports are going to begin to pour in in the name of Jesus Christ right now as you're watching this praise God whether you're watching it right now whether you're watching it 10 minutes from now to next week if the Lord should tarry three years from now I'm declaring you're about to be healed in Jesus' name. I'm prophesying to you. You think you're watching this by happenstance. I feel under the unction of the Holy Ghost as life is in my body. God has brought you for such a time as this to hear these very words, to show you his power and might and his glory be revealed in your life. A miracle is about to happen. Praise God. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.